हेलो सलाम शलोम नमस्ते कोच speaker and nature lover and oh my gosh i'm so happy to have you with us sister hafsa welcome thank you so much for such a beautiful welcome <laughs> it's an honor to be here alhamdulillah indeed and please sister hafsa we will ask you to just jump right in by telling us more about who you are and what you do sure Um so alhamdulillah um I'm a mom of 3 mashallah tabaraka and um I've been a coach for almost you know 8 year for about 8 years now um and I so I run an, I founded and run an organization called the Confident Muslima and primarily I work with uh professional muslims uh but not exclusively but professional muslims to help us build our spiritually centered confidence so it's a slightly different paradigm to the confidence that perhaps we're used to hearing um this is really about how do we find confidence that is grounded in something beyond ourselves mm. and you know uh, connected to our tawakkul our trust in god how do we find confidence and courage to take the action that we need to take um and and anchoring it in something that yes of course our self belief but anchoring it in something you know bigger than that which is our you know belief in god and his help and his you know what we know and the reality of god and what we know to be true there and more recently this is my work has evolved into other things but maybe we can talk about that as we go along yes yes and thank you for sharing that and you know what you just said about anchoring our confidence in something beyond ourselves and our understanding and belief in god if we have that faith i think it's so so important and i think that understanding that you have this approach and understanding really made me so excited to speak with you you know because i have the same perspective that i mean i have really struggled with confidence um in my life um, as a survivor of child sexual abuse and you know in my journey to to learn how to become more confident as i have healed over the years um for sure i know the first good two to and a half decades most of my efforts in that um in that context were me trying to get confident like just based on developing a better opinion of myself and i had a very low opinion of myself for many mm. reasons there were some things that i i think i managed to still appreciate about me 
Um, but by and large, I was like so, you know, stuck in shame and guilt and so forth that I had pretty poor um, self-esteem. And it was not easy and it was not fun to cultivate any kind of solid confidence in myself yeah. um, from that place. It just wasn't. And so it wasn't until I... I mean, like for me, I I didn't have access to someone like you at that time, but you know, God guides us as He wills and through yeah. His mercy and compassion. And so, you know, eventually, at some point, you know, I I started to tap more into just learning about my faith and my religion as a Muslim, yeah. and and just. The more I I started to lean on that mm. um, to just you know guide me in general, and the deeper my faith became, it automatically I started to feel a rise in my confidence. I'm like, oh, I'm not figuring this out. I haven't uh, decided that this is the better way to do. It's like uh, I believe God guiding and who knows better than God. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? book a free happiness 101 exploration call with me your happiness expert samia vano just use my online calendar link in the show notes now back to the show and i think you've just in a nutshell really summed it up beautifully that you know when we just use this kind of self-centric model of right it's got to be me i've got to find my confidence i've got to be able to do this which is part of it but if it is all of it then it's very limiting because then we're subject to how we're feeling what we can do what's uh, what resources we feel we have the competence competency that we have in the moment and all these things and our self-esteem how are we seeing ourselves? what's my self-value but the moment we extend it beyond that locus of control that we feel we have and we bring and we draw in the power of God, then actually it it takes our confidence to a whole nother level because now it's not just me at play. Mm-hmm. Now I trust and I believe that I'm going to do my best. Yeah. And, oh, you know, God is going to be there facilitating the way, giving me what's there, what's best for me. He's the best of planners. I will strive. I will work hard. I'll do what I can. I'll do the inner work, which is essential, by the way. We have to do that inner work and that processing. We can't just sort of 
rely on God and then not do anything. And that's not the system that has been prescribed, you know, uh, as you may be familiar with the Hadith uh, said, uh, tie your camel and then trust God, right? So we've got to do the work. Right. But if we just do the work on ourselves and we leave out that element of believing in God, then we've limited ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And just for people who might not be familiar with that particular right. saying of the prophet, can you explain a little bit more about the dying of the camel? Yeah, sure. So our prophet Muhammad, who we consider the last prophet of Islam, he was with some companions, and they were they had they were resting for the night, and they had some camels. And because they were learning, you know, about belief in God and how it works, they said they went to the prophet. Uh, peace be at peace and blessings be upon him and they asked him you know should we tie the camel or should we just trust that god will take care of the camel like how does this work you know and the prophet responded by saying tie your camel and then trust god yeah but there's a system there right we've got to do the work but then release the outcome and detach from what happens and totally trust that God will take care of it in the best way. Yeah. And that process of letting go is not easy. It's oh. not easy. Detaching yeah. from the results, because we're so attached to control and things need to be this way and things need to be that way. Learning to detach is very much part of this process of trusting within and trusting God, which is all part of it. So indeed indeed i i think you know in some ways i have come to believe that at the end what we are one of the most fundamental lessons that we are here to learn in this life is to learn to let go Absolutely. Yeah, girl. Oh my gosh. Oh and, my... and that's the essence of uh, trusting God is that I don't I don't hold on to set results mm. with such a tight grip because we know life doesn't work that way. You know, we expect a certain outcome and then it doesn't happen. And what's ha what happens? We get devastated. We start self-judgment. We start feeling like a failure. We start, you know, all these things. But actually... God in his love and mercy created this relationship that we have with him as a, a way to build a resiliency, trust, confidence, I feel, is like an energy mm. that is the result of certain things. Mm. You know, it's mm. the result of belief in God. It's the result of knowing yourself and doing the inner work. It's the result of having... Um, a purpose and meaning beyond just you know self agendas and you know so the, and it's a lot of ego work too yeah. <laughs> but this, which is why I do I do sort of draw distinctions between ego centered confidence and spiritually centered confidence and they're two very different things they are and I know when I think about ego centered confidence or even like confidence that is centered around any person or entity other than God. The problem that I faced was that I didn't find anyone else or anything else 
to be always 100% reliable. It's like if there is some other person, you're like, okay, I trust this person. But there will be times when, because they're human, they will make mistakes and they might do something where you feel let down. You know, if there is like a community of people that you're trusting, it's the same thing. I mean, it might be a wonderful, wonderful community, but again, it's made up of humans and we're not perfect. And so there will be times when we will, I will say, fail in quotes. We, we, uh, we will fail in quotes <laughs> and also, you know, feel disappointed because the moment we start relying on insan, which is mankind, but here's the thing, you know, that, that reliance and trust and those relationships are essential. They're really important, yes. but none of it is designed to be a hundred percent constant. Yes. And so if our self-validation, if our trust is based on these external things, then we tend to go on a roller coaster. If it's working well, we feel great. If it's not working well, we, we kind of spiral down. Whereas God is constant. He's always kind. He's always merciful. He's always helping. He's always ever watchful. He's always facilitating. He's always planning the best of plans for us. And having that absolute reliance that's untethered from this world and anything worldly, which is fragile by nature, even the most, like you said, even the most trustworthy, amazing, incredible person is going to have moments of weakness and going to have, you know, moments where they're inaccessible or not able to, to be there in the way that we want. But God is always there, mm. always there. And so anchoring yourself to something that is that higher power, the ultimate power, and that is constant, it gives us a form of resilience and confidence and appreciation and ability to just face whatever life you know kind of uh puts in our way yes yes i'm so with you on that and can i play a little bit of the devil's advocate please go ahead <laughs> so you know i like i said i'm with you on that and i realize that you and me when we make a statement like you know god is always there always loving always taking care of us we're saying that from a place of faith that we have cultivated um I mean, over the course of our lives uh but for people who are not there yet in terms mm -hmm. of having achieved this faith or realize this to be true um or people who you know um don't um subscribe to you know um or identify as muslims or uh, so on and so forth um and i like even like i said muslims uh, many muslims have not come to this place of realization where they truly believe in this that God is always there and taking care of us because there's so much that seems to go wrong in our lives and that is tragic even and I know that you know something about dealing with tragedy and things happening that you never expected or wanted or would have you know prayed to God for to happen in your life um and so when something like that happens 
how like what's the context how do you even believe then that you know this it's true that god is always loving always taking care of us you know hey we have decided to split up this interview into two parts so please tune in to our next episode which we'll be releasing next week for the answer to the question that i just asked hafsa in for the rest of our conversation 